At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare when you buy kroger brand products you feel like you're winning that's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices in fact we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw. Live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome into Odds On. I am Mike Palm. He is Amal Shaw. Huge Thursday program on top. We have Shohei Otani's agent in studio with us in 30 minutes. That's right. Josh Towers, former Major League Baseball pitcher, World Series champion with the Yankees, and Chief Shohei apologist will be on to explain how it was all John Madden's, uh, Joe Madden's fault. And uh, your boy, Phil, will turn him around. <laughs> Phil Nevin. Cal still, State still, Fullerton. Cal State Fullerton. Mr. Titan still striking out. Uh, um, yeah. But by the way, real, real quick, uh, Joe's going to have at least more time to drink wine. He will. Uh, good news for Bob Melvin, who's second behind, two wins behind him for 31st all-time on the wins list. So Bob Melvin might be able to blow through that this weekend. Uh, two games in progress, two games about to throw the first pitch here in Major League Baseball today. Uh, the Reds got three in the bottom of the first off, soft-tossing Zach Davies. The first three batters got hits. They all scored, and I believe it's still that way, 3 nothing bottom of the fourth in the small park in Cincinnati. And uh, He-Man Choi. Just took Miles Mikolas' deep 2-0 lead now for Shane McClanahan. That might be all he needs today. That fastball, very live. Only 44 pitches through four innings so far, so you really like the pitch count, averaging 11 per inning. Two, two runners have reached so far through the first four through the Cardinals. Pujols pop-up dropped by the second baseman, and then a catcher's interference on Zanino, his first error of the year against Goldschmidt, his second time through the lineup. But other than that, a clean sheet for Shane McClanahan. All right, uh... Dodgers White Sox early start yep. today in uh, in uh, Chicago at Cellular One. Tony Gonsolin keeps rolling along seven and zero now. Beats Johnny Cueto last night. Anderson goes for the Dodgers today against DC Dylan Cease. Dodgers a short road favorite. Total eight and a half. Who do you like in this spot, Amal? Um, this is an interesting one here. I, I would probably lean towards in this particular matchup towards the Dodgers here. I like the offense, fairly equivalent pitching matchup. Uh, Gonsolin did a terrific job last night. Do you think he's a viable Cy Young candidate at 7-0, very low ERA, but my concern is he doesn't go that deep? That's what I'm going to ask Josh Towers, who, and I think he will lean to the fact that him not pitching enough innings will hurt against him in the voting. Uh, Phillies, I was right. Nola, the, the, the always fading Nola, who seems to give up more runs than his teams can score. Um, it, was, it was too powerful, though, how how much of a wreck these Brewers are right now. Yeah. And the Phillies win easy last night. Now, Zach Eflin takes the mound against National League, reigning National League Cy Young winner and favorite right now in the market still, Corbin Burns today. Burns a $1.65 favorite at Miller Park. 
total seven and a half. The Phillies have won six in a row since firing Girardi. Yeah, that's uh, interesting that the, you see the sudden turnaround. I don't know if it was a wake-up call of the players, if there was some just uh, discomfort with him as a manager, but give them a ton of credit. Brew Crew lost five in a row. It burns as a Cy Young winner. These are the types of games where you take that ball every fifth day. You go out there, give them seven innings, you know, four or five hit ball and one run. All right, I'm all last night in Boston. The Celtics take a 2-1 lead in the NBA Finals. They get off to a fast start again in the first quarter. Had an 18-point lead, so over 17.5 largest lead caches. But the Warriors catch up through the end of the third quarter, and then what a fourth quarter. Starters on the bench, Celtics race out to the lead again. In a 34-point fourth quarter, 23-11, to 11, the Celtics outscored Golden State and win 116-100. to 100. That game, the end game I saw, 232.5, 233.5, finishes 216, just over the closing line of 214, and the Celtics cover the 3.5. Uh, Steph got rolled up on yeah. last night, left the game. Still a little bit of uh, concern about his status for game four. Right now, Amal, Celtics are a four-point favorite. Many people think that will tick up. If Steph has heard it definitely well, or even if Steph is not, there's still thought this line gets to four and a half or five. Yeah, if you like Boston, I think you got to jump on it right mm-hmm. now, four-point line. Um, tell you, Mike, when you look at this game, you got to be really concerned if you're Golden State in one uh, particularly two areas. One, uh, second chance points, 22 to 11 in favor of Boston. And then points in the paint. Mike, they double them up here, 52 to 26. You know, Williams and Horford's size is a real problem. This team has become so perimeter-oriented on Clay and Steph, it puts a lot of pressure on them. Otto Porter had a nice game last night. Wiggins did a decent job. But I, I just don't know if you can rely on that perimeter shooting against this type of defense over to win three of the next five games. You know, after the game last night, Steph talked about Boston's size and how it's hard to get to the rim against yeah. them and forces them to try to, you know, take which they like to do anyhow. But they don't have the option to really attack the two with those guards, and they keep taking these jump shots. Your thoughts on uh, Draymond Green's performance last night? Oh, Hall of Fame worthy. I thought it was outstanding. Two, what, two points? Uh, four <laughs> rebounds, six fouls, somewhere in that range. I mean, he, he was unbelievable. You know, but you got a podcast to do. You want to make sure you, you put your attention to that. Listen, nobody's calling this guy out. He's been horrific. You can get pedestrian players to give you these types of stats. Uh, two, two, I mean, two points, four rebounds, three assists in 34 minutes. And six fouls. The quadruple single. The quadruple he's, single, yes. He's graduated from the triple <laughs> yeah. single. Did have a block shot along with uh, two turnovers. To the quadruple single. Yeah. When we take a look at the series price of all, Celtics open plus $1.30. After winning game one, they were minus $1.75. Heading back to Boston, even, they were minus one fifteen. Mm-hmm. Now the Celtics, minus two thirty. You can get back one ninety on the Warriors. Are you interested in jumping at that price at 190, or do you think this is the Celtics now to lose? It feels like the Celtics, ESPN, BPI, and give them a ton of credit. Remember back in January, they said the Celtics were the team to win the NBA title. I thought they were absolutely out of their mind. Do you know going into game three, they had Boston at 88% to win the series? Before last night. Before last night. Now what are they, 98? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, just the analytics and the advanced metrics, according to them, say that Boston is the clear-cut favorite. I will say this. I think Steph has played a whale of a series so far through three games. And you mentioned him. The only thing that would derail him from being the be- uh, highest scorer in this series in terms of points would be an injury. Let's see how impactful this is. Remember, we've had three days in between games. Now you've got just the 48 hours here could have a factor. Could Golden, be a factor. Golden State again dominates the third quarter. Mm-hmm. The first Through the first three games, Golden State has outscored Boston by 43 in the third quarters. Wow. But Boston's outscored Golden State by 52 in all the other quarters combined. Wow, that's interesting. You know, this reminds me of when Pete Carroll was at SC, the, one of the best second-half oh, bets in coming, the world. Coming, coming out, out of the second, oh. yeah. Pete in the second half was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, finals odds right now. Now, we talk about uh, MVP odds, that market. You know, Jason Tatum, uh, the Celtics are minus 230. Jason Tatum still plus 105, and Jalen Brown plus 350. Is betting Tatum... The way to go here if you think the Celtics win. No, you know, I had okay. a feeling we'd go over that today. And yeah. I got to tell you, I was looking at it last night. Neither guy, now Tatum's 43% from the three-point line. Jalen Brown's about 35 or 36%. I think he's 36%. But if you look at the field goal percentage, Jason Tatum is 20 for 59. A finals MVP at about 34%? I don't think so. I think Jalen Brown has delivered, played well um, in big spots. Their two wins, he has really been efficient. He went from nine dollars plus nine dollars before the game last night. Jalen Brown down to three fifty. Tatum from plus one fifteen to plus one hundred five, and Steph shot up with the Golden State loss and a possible injury from 
Even money to plus 205. All right, let's get on now to the NHL playoffs. Huge mm-hmm. game tonight for a lot of people, Ooh. especially those holding Rangers futures tickets. In Madison Square Garden tonight against the Lightning. Series tied 2-2. Rangers dominate five of the six periods in New York the first two games. Correct. Amal, it's been seven periods since they scored a five-on-five goal against uh, Andre Vasilevsky here. Concerning the performance of the Rangers in Florida, they come back home where we know the crowd will be electric for a pivotal game five tonight. The Lightning, however, are a $1.30 road favorite in this game with a total in some places down to five. If you go under five, you can get plus 120. If you go under five and a half, um, you're looking at around $1.40, $1.45. Your thoughts on game five tonight? Um, you know, I thought the Rangers would really be the team to pick here. I don't, I'm not as confident. Yeah. I think what I saw out of them in Tampa in the last two games, and, you know, go big picture here for the last three seasons. you got to give John Cooper, the Tampa Bay Lightning, Vasilevsky, Kucherov, Stamkos, all these guys, Victor Hedman, a ton of credit. This team has been so good. Mike, if it were most teams with the way the Rangers played in the first two games in New York, you'd come back to Tampa and say, well, this is a four-game, five-game series. What's the scenario? They look like they are playing the Florida Panthers the way they dominated games three and four at Amelie. Outscored uh, the Rangers seven to three in Amelie after the out. Rangers had outscored them, I believe, nine to four or ten to four in uh, in New York. For for me, I have to let the game play out tonight and hope Rangers can protect home ice. Remember the bad call in Game One against the Penguins, which eventually went to three overtimes, where they scored their winning goal, what could have been the winning goal with about four minutes left, yeah. and they called it back. We're talking about the Rangers being nine and zero at home. In the playoffs, if not for that call, they have won eight in a row at home. They've been tremendous at home, and the problem has been on the road. They mm-hmm. got a road win in Carolina in Game 7. They get a road win in Pittsburgh in Game, game number six. six. Yep. But to your point, they have been a different team. Uh, Reeves has got to t- stop taking certain penalties. They've, they've got to do a much better job when, when they have an opportunity in the 5v5. But Vasilevsky's been outstanding. You know, the one thing I'd point back to in Game number 4, Outside of the Panarin goal and maybe Zibanejad having a chance, I think, at 3-1, I haven't seen too many opportunities out of uh, the Rangers that I thought were real threats. Well, we watched the game four, and, and you, your text was like with four or five minutes left in the second period. They, where are the 15 shots they took? I haven't seen them. Well, two of them came from their own blue line. They did. They were, dump, they were <laughs> dumping to change. Yeah. They, put it on, they put it on so as not to get the icing. Yeah. Uh, the end of the first period, they had about a minute and a half of zone time and didn't even generate a shot. They were both blocked. You know, I, I tell you, I covered Dave Tippett with the Stars and used to drive me nuts on the power play, Mike. They never mm. take a shot. He's waiting for the perfect shot. I'm like, the perfect shot's the one that goes in the net. These guys don't take shots. You know, you know what I love about Tampa? The puck comes around. Guy's not even looking at the net and he just fires it on goal. I thought they'd saw Vasilevsky with passing across and shooting high, but they haven't had the space at all at t- nope. in Tampa at all. The VEASAN Summer Special is here for only $39. You get everything VEASAN has to offer from now through the end of July, which includes Adam Burke's daily Major League Baseball best bets, Jonathan Von Tobel on the NBA Finals, and Andy McNeil on all things Lord Stanley. We'll also have NFL preseason coverage as well as golf, UFC, and a NASCAR point spread weekly every Wednesday, the daily best bets email in the morning, and a live video stream whenever you want it. $39 through the end of July. Sign up now at vcin.com slash summer. When we come back, I'll ask them all if anyone other than Alabama or Ohio State can win the national championship this year. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. (laughs) 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Zen Nicotine Pouch is a fresh way to enjoy nicotine. Nicotine pouches are smoke-free and spit-free. In a mall, they are made with food-grade ingredients. Simply open the child-resistant lid and place the pouch between your upper lip and gum for up to one hour of real nicotine satisfaction. Zen is available in 10 varieties and 2 strengths. 3 milligrams for fresh nicotine satisfaction and 6 milligrams for even more nicotine enjoyment. Simple and discreet, you can enjoy Zen anywhere, anytime. Find your freedom, find your satisfaction, find your Zen. Visit Zen.com, that's Z-Y-N.com, to learn more and to find Zen nicotine pouches near you. Zen nicotine pouches are only for adults 21 plus who currently use tobacco or nicotine, which is an addictive chemical. Welcome back into Odds On. Mike Palm here with Amal Shaw. In 15 minutes, our friend Josh Towers, former Major League Baseball pitcher, will join the set to talk all things baseball. And uh, I want to discuss my Cy Young list with Josh as well that we did on Tuesday. A couple couple guys with some pretty good performances yesterday, Amal. But let's delve into one of the areas that really, really trips your trigger here, and that's <laughs> College football. First of all, let me ask you this. Is it too soon for you to be making future bets on college football teams? No, I've already made several. Oh. And Alabama to win the SEC. Um, I I think they're in a great spot. They're going to be dominant. Well, let's go through it then. Let's go through as much as we can of the top 25. And in terms of over-under win total, their conference odds and their national championship odds. Alabama right now to win the SEC minus a dollar twenty-five. Yeah, depending on you get it one thirty, one forty. And what did you lay in your one twenty and 130. one thirty? One so uh, uh, blended one twenty-five, oh, yeah. which is currently at in the market. Win total for the Crimson Tide set at ten and a half, heavily juiced to the over minus two thirty, and their national championships odds plus two dollars. I'm all. I just noticed it was ten and a half. Mm-hmm. I, I would take the over at minus two thirty. I don't see Bama losing two games. They've got Texas in the non-conference in the second week in the season. They'll be fine there. Um, you know, they get A and M at home. They've got. I think they go to Baton Rouge this year. Um, but other than that, their schedule is very manageable. Iron Bowl is in Tuscaloosa. Ohio State is ranked second. Their win total also set at ten and a half. Yeah, juice to the over minus two fifteen. Just a little less than Alabama's. They are minus 210 to win the Big Ten and plus 450 to win the national championship. I would take, the, what was the 450 to win 450. the national title? Okay. The, um, I would take the Buckeyes to win the conference at minus 210 instead of the over 215 because if Notre Dame were to beat them in week one, they would still be able to manage this, uh, the conference. And I, What are they? They're like a 16-point favorite, aren't they, against Notre Dame 14, at the shoot? No, I know, but you've got to look at games where you think a team can lose. There's probably about four games on the season. They can't lose that game. Uh, I, I think you're discounting Notre Dame a little bit there. Remember, Mark, Marcus Freeman played there. Um, you know, the one advantage is Jim Knowles coached against Notre Dame in his last game at, again, at Oklahoma State. So there will be a little bit easier preparation for that defense. Notre Dame doesn't beat Ohio State in football. They haven't since 1936. No, they don't. They couldn't. Yeah. The Pepe Pearson came into Notre Dame Stadium. And 1996, on, baby. Yeah, I know. That was one of the biggest bets I ever made, and it was that, against Notre that Dame. That was the game <clears throat> where I realized the value of a mobile quarterback. Stanley yeah. Jackson on third down scrambles on that opening drive mm-hmm. when uh, Winfield brought the kickback. And, uh, you know, to me, when I look at it, Okay, if you were to lose that game, potentially you're at State College for the whiteout. Penn State is a team, just like Auburn plays Alabama tough. 
They Penn State play. always plays Ohio State, tough. and they always seem to. But they always seem to have the you know the lead going into the fourth quarter, yeah. and then Ohio State overcomes it at the end. But they very rarely cover against Penn State. Absolutely right, right. and they're big numbers there. And then of course the the game against Michigan. Now Georgia's ranked third, also over ten and a half minus two hundred five, but actually shorter odds than Ohio State to win the national title, plus three forty. Uh, and plus 135 to win the SEC. You already said you liked Alabama and have bet them. Georgia's not winning the SEC. They're not winning the national title. Look, the reality of it is, as much as I wanted Georgia to win it last year against Bama, if Jamison Williams doesn't get hurt, they might not have won that football game. They couldn't cover him. Listen, Keely Ringo didn't look that good until Williams tore his ACL. They they lose eight guys from that defense. I mean, I get they've recruited extremely well, but you're not going to be able to replace that many players drafted that highly just uh, that quickly. Um, it'll be a challenge there. Stetson Bennett, we'll see how he does. And remember the other thing, uh, Burton, the number one receiver for this team transfers to Alabama. That's a big blow from an offensive standpoint. Tailback position, you're never worried about Georgia. Probably as deep as anybody in college football when it comes to the tailback position. Only, well, when you're looking at, I'm, and I'm looking at the SEC East mm-hmm. from, from this perspective, Georgia ranked third. The next highest ranked team in the East is Kentucky at 22nd, Tennessee at 24th. Are they, if you could, if you could isolate and bet them to win the East, you'd still bet them. One hundred percent. Yes, absolutely. Tennessee hasn't beaten Georgia since when? I don't know the Civil War. Phil Fulmer didn't Phil Fulmer beat him at some point? Nobody even remembers that. Kids weren't even born. <laughs> USC, the new look USC Trojans. University of spoiled children. Nine and a, you teach there. Win total over under nine and a half a mall, just uh, to the over minus one twenty five. They are 2-1 to one and favorites to win the Pac-12, 30-1. Here's the big drop-off from, from the top three, 30-1 for a national title. Is it a shoe-in that USC is going to win the Pac-12? It is not because there's this team in Salt Lake City that's really, really good. What about the team in Eugene? You know, they're, they're a mid-September-October team. <laughs> you know, one, Once the fall start to change. By the way, one of my favorite places in college football, Autzen Stadium. But other than that, I, I think you look at the Trojans with Caleb Williams, the recruiting that Lincoln Riley has, some of the guys they've got coming in, this team's going to be very dangerous. Britton, do we have the USC schedule? Do we have a board for that? The, uh, okay. I, I tell you, you look at this Trojans mm-hmm. team, Mike. I, I think they're going to be good. They'll get better as the season progresses. But I would say this. I think the fact that they play Utah. Now, I think the game is in Salt Lake City, and that's going to be a real challenge for them because going into Rice-Eccles, I think it's one of the most underrated places in college football. Speaking of Rice-Eccles, they host Rice in week one. Uh, They're a 35-point favorite there. Then they have to go to the farm in a game of the week on ABC, a night game in week two. Host Fresno State, who's played them tough uh, a couple times in week three. Then they go to Oregon State host Arizona State, host Washington State, and then they go to Rice-Eccles on October 15th. Okay, so USC's interesting. Um, and they host Notre Dame this year, the last game of the year. They got Notre Dame, the tr- traditional Thanksgiving yeah. game in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Tough game. The week before you play UCLA, UCLA, less talent, been the better team in the head-to-head matchup uh, over the last decade plus. Um, and then you mentioned the game in Salt Lake. Here's my concern if you are USC. This is a peculiar uh, number. I mean, this is a tough number at nine and a half in the sense that, Mike, they could easily, we've seen the Trojans drop a game that they shouldn't. Lincoln Riley's done that at Oklahoma many times. The good thing is they don't play Oregon. Yes, that's a big part. I mean, so you've got to figure, to beat that, they have to lose three times, right? That would mean they would almost have to lose all two out of those three and then a game you don't expect. After Utah, they got to buy at Arizona, Cal, and Colorado. Those are going to be wins. Arizona mm-hmm. State should be a win. Washington State should be a win. Those are both home games. At Corvallis, Jonathan Smith's got the program turned around. I don't think they'll be quite as good, but they'll, they'll compete, won't be able to win that game. The intriguing one to me is Stanford. I think the Trojans still win that game. I've got to lean over 10.5 here, and with their schedule, you, you know, i got to give John Goulet credit. He asked me about the Trojans, and I kind of dismissed them. Mike, they have a chance, if Notre Dame is not as good as I believe they might be, to be, be 12-0. They've got to win. they still got to win at Rice-Eccles. Yeah, yeah. I, that's the thing. Can you beat Kyle Whittingham's team? I think Whittingham's a top-five coach, one of the most underrated coaches in college football. All right, Texas A&M is ranked fifth. Their win total over under 8.5. All these heavily juiced so far to the over, minus 150. 16-1 to win the SEC, 28-1 to to win the national championship. Uh Sam Houston and Appalachians, they, they, they start with, with three home games. 
They host the U, University of Miami, in week three, and then they have that neutral site game in Dallas against Arkansas. Razorback game is going to be tough, always is. Sam Pittman's got that program going in the right direction, recruiting well. If you've never been to Northwest Arkansas, let me tell you, you get kids on campus, you're going to get them to stay there. It's a fun place, good place to be. Um, they're in Stark, Vegas. That won't be easy. South Carolina, Beamer's got that team going in the right direction with Spencer Rattler. That offense could be much more dangerous. Um, at Auburn, the Gators come calling. I think uh, Napier's team will be better by the time we get to November. Boy, eight and a half. I'm going to say loss in Alabama. How about they host LSU to close the year? Yeah, I think they can beat LSU. But again, LSU could be better by that point in time. Boy, look at this non-conference schedule. Sam Houston, Appalachian State, UMass. And the U. And the U. All at home. Yeah. Well, that's how the SEC schedules. That's incredible. But, you, you know, to me, I, I don't know if I'd play this. By the way, we talk about A&M. Are we, rem- are we reminiscing about one of A&M's national championship teams? Which what year would that be, like 1940? <laughs> Jackie Sherrill had a couple good teams. Let's close off with this. Utah, flat nine on the over, under juice to the under, minus 115. They are plus 280 to win the Pac-12 them all. I like the odds on Utah very much. I think this How, do you, how about are, their opening matchup? I mean, is that in Gainesville or is that a neutral That's site No, that, that, that one, it, I forgot where it is, but I got to tell you, it's, that's going to uh, be a tough In Gainesville. Game. Oh, boy. Going to the swamp. And they're laying two is the early line on this game. Yeah, I don't like the number. I think you got to take the Gators based on the fact that the Utah laying points on the road. However, I will say this. If Utah wins this game, Mike, and they win the game in mid-November against USC, this team is playoff bound. Take a look at the Utes to make the playoff. Real quick, Red River this year. Oklahoma and Texas are like close in the, in the, to win the, the Big 12. Oklahoma, four and a half point favorites in the games of the year line. Take the crimson and the cream. All right. All right, coming up next, our buddy Josh Towers will join us in studio, and we'll ask him about the firing of Joe Madden. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Want more betting insights to give you an edge? Check out VSIN's Best Bets podcast. You can listen to daily sports betting highlights from the entire 24 7 stream of VSIN experts tracking line moves, odds, props, wins, losses. And bad beats from sportsbooks right here in Las Vegas and all across this great land of ours. Download the VEASAN Best Bets podcast now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back into Odds On. Mike Palm here. The man in the middle now is the only one wearing a white shirt, Amal Shaw, and our buddy Josh Towers. <laughs> you know you're not supposed to wear white on camera generally. That was a big issue. When you, but Yeah, but when you look as good as you do, I mean with the, 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 the frosted tips and all that, you're like Kenta Maeda. <laughs> You're like Kenta Maeda, <laughs> five and dive in the frosted tips. Our buddy Josh Towers <laughs> oh, joins man. the set. We've been waiting all week to talk to him. He's actually going to be filling in for you the whole show next Thursday. He is not. He is not. What about the schedule? I get the schedule <laughs> from Goulet. I'm all excited. I see it. Palm Towers. That hey, was pitching what? change. He's going on injured reserve. Yeah. Are you staying? Is that I'm what you, staying, That was no. a Towers mix-up. I'm out. Now I'm alone for the whole you week. Are. I'm you in trouble. Week, buddy. Brent, start booking guests. <laughs> Call Jacob. Here we go. I want to start here, Josh. I want to start with Joe Madden. Yeah. Uh, and this is like a nine-part question. But were you were you surprised um, that he was let go? I mean, the guy's 31st all-time on the wins list. When he and, and here's the thing to me that bothers me. He came up in the Angels organization, right? He was there for decades. He was Sosha's bench coach when they won the title in 2002. He goes to Tampa Bay. They hadn't won more than 70 games their first eight seasons. He takes them to the playoffs. Uh, he, he takes them to the playoffs five times. He takes them to American League Championship. He won 90 games with them four times. And then he goes to Chicago and delivers two generations of World Series they've been waiting for. Was this a case of too short of a rope for Joe Madden? Did he get scapegoat for Trout and Otani's poor performance? Uh, somebody always takes the fall, right? It's always, I mean, I, I still think it's a pitching, but they don't want to blame that yet. And that would have been the pitching coach, right? At this point, but you know, you're losing one, nothing game. So the guys are, are playing well or sorry, pitching well. Uh, Mike's not doing his thing. Shohei, obviously with pressure, man, he won the MVP. He was the talk of the world. I mean, it, imagine when he went home, it would have been awesome. Um, just on this little thing right here, there's 17 coaches. Imagine that without Joe, 17. And 
like every time I turn around, talking to this hitting coach, talking to that hitting coach, talking to that hitting coach, talking to that pitching coach, that pitching coach, that pitching whatever he is. You know what I'm saying? Like, how can I really control all this? I, I think Joe was the escape goat. With that said, that laid-back attitude they had in Chicago where they dressed up and yeah. did different things, it's different. It's Chicago, but this is L.A. This is the beach. This is Anaheim. And I, I just – I don't think he was the reason, but somebody has to go. He talked – he gave an interview to The Athletic after he got fired, and he said – Baseball has become too driven by analytics. Yeah, yeah. Right. There's a place for analytics, but it can't rule us. He said nobody wants to have fun anymore. He said it's this just, after his firing? Yeah, the day okay. he, he did an interview with The Athletic hours after he got fired. And he said the GM's in a tough spot. He's a new GM. He has to make a call. But it's about the culture of baseball and why it's not fun anymore because it's all about analytics. And the word fun is, is loose, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we have to have fun. I have to be yeah. like, cocky and arrogant and... and I got to have that. Yeah, I got to have all that, right? And, and again, like the, the Nolan Arenado play, it has to be fun. Because I guarantee, like, if I was a pitcher on that play, like, as awesome as that play was, I would have wore him out on the field a, in a good environment. Like, that's my play. You know, me and Orlando Hudson used to do that all the time. If I fielded a bunt to that side on second base, he'd be pissed. But that was what made us better. Like, you have to have fun. Dusty Baker said it best when he first got with the Astros. The thing about analytics, it doesn't teach us how to get better, right? So... I'm, I'm coaching you now, but these new people who don't play baseball up in the organization have to protect their jobs, who are my bosses, et cetera, they only know this computer stuff. They don't know the real game and how I, how I get the best out of you. And so you are looking at me differently because I'm not doing what you want, but you hired me to do what I want, and now it's conflicting. And the reality is, is I can't, I would go to this thing, I can't take this and coach you after the game's over. That's not going to make you better. That's not going to help us win the game we just played. Right? I have to set you up days and weeks in advance to prepare for success. This prepares me after the fact, and that's where we're losing. So he's right, 100%. You know, I think there's a lot of people that talk about the fact that there's been too much of analytics in baseball. Wait, too why, much. Why is this overtaking the game? Because, you know, guys who are batting 230 now are batting 270, 280. They're all trying to hit these three-run homers. It's all about launch angles, etc. At what point in time... Do we sit back and sit there and say, hey, the old way was working? And, and you know, guys, I look around, I don't see Sandy Koufax missing an arm. Mm. I mean, guys can go seven and eight innings nowadays. Oh, my God. Oh, I, I think he's throwing five innings and 45 pitches. We might want to take him out. Pay him too much. I mean, it's not too much. But, I mean, again, when I, when I pay somebody a lot of money, I want him on the field. And we think, th listen, the Stephen Trotter thing. Yeah, so I was just about up, to bring that up. Yeah, that was the, like, if that wasn't the eye-opening of, like, not only did – Washington do it completely wrong. Yeah. 100% wrong. And we're all built different. The for, way I pitch and stuff, like, it, it, I don't get hurt. For people who may have forgotten, the Nationals were making a push for the postseason. Yep. Strasburg was coming off an injury, and Boris didn't want him to pitch, and they shut him down. But it wasn't race. even that. Yeah. It was the, how they were protecting him. Oh, okay, you're going to go five today, or you're going to yeah. go four today. But he'll throw 410 pitches. That's <laughs> 980 innings, right? <laughs> so it's like that was worse than letting him go six or seven on 80. Like, they completely right. messed that whole thing up, and the kid never been healthy ever since. And that's what we don't understand. Like, every person's different. Every delivery's different. And every, like, Maddox, we can throw all day. I can throw all day. But a guy who does a lot of, like, shoulder up, big overhand, Clayton Kershaw, they, they, it, it's a little bit different with those guys. And so we have to – I have to manage you. I have to manage you. I can't I, – we're trying to make everybody the same. And, and, and it is slightly going away. It really is. But it's still in there because – I mean, every team can't fire everybody at once. Well, also the front offices are driven by the analytics people. By the way, you mentioned yeah, Maddox. I that. know you. I, I know you had lunch with him recently. Um, I'll tell you what. The great. Forget the fact that he won 355 games. How about the gold gloves? The number of gold gloves that guy was insane. Yeah, but Jim Cott had more gold gloves. But he. I know. <laughs> I remember he's, that. He's a, he's a big nester. Nester. Those are the coolest things ever. Yeah. By the way, I, I want to ask you. I found something very strange last night. I'm watching the Padres telecast. Okay. Against the Mets. And they're showing Bassett's interview with the Padres reporter in the locker room before the game. Now, remember, he played in Oakland for Bob Melvin and with Sean Manaya. Yeah. In his whole interview, all he's talking about is his love for Melvin and Manaya. And he says, you know, Showalter's okay, but he's no Bo, Bo, Bo Mel, he called him. Bo Mel. Bo Mel's the greatest manager. Bo Mel this. I wish... Now, he's a free agent at the end of the year. I wish I could get back with, to this team. He was saying I'd loved, Yeah, this is his interview pregame with the San Diego reporter talking about his love for Bob Melvin and Showalter's, you know, Showalter's all right, but he's no Bo Mel. <laughs> I found that to be a very strange interview he gave before they ain't going out there and got rocked last night. <laughs> um, 
I uh, man, I was, I told you Bob Melvin's the game changer. Yeah. He, people love him. Mm-hmm. They love to play for this guy. It's unbelievable. Is it his people skills? What makes him so unique? It it's um, it it's the way he is with the players. Like what do we call it? players manager? Yeah, he's that dude, right? He doesn't he doesn't kiss the booty of the of those guys. <laughs> he he has your back first. That's and beautiful, foremost, and we know that right away, and it's amazing. So. And then Manai, I mean, those guys were really good in Oakland. They all were. Yeah. It, it, that's a pretty impressive interview. Like, to say something like that, half of it I get. The other half, like, mm, quick how does it, buddy. How does that rub the Mets and wait, Showalter? But this had to be like two days prior. It couldn't yeah. have been the no, day right. of pitching. It, it was the, the first night of the season. Yeah, I was going to say, because yeah. I'm not talking yeah. to media before yeah. I'm pitching. But for them to, to post it then, <laughs> I guess, because he's on the mound, you're kind of posting it. They posted it after he was down four to nothing in the game. <laughs> they, I, they played I mean, it. at the end of the day, he didn't say anything that's false. Yeah. Like, I would love to go to Melvin in California with Manaya and my boys. I would love to do that. With that said, uh, Melvin's great. I'm going to I'm gonna rep my boys, but Showalter, he's okay. And he's true. He's right. He's 100% right. I mean, I hope Showalter changed because the Showalter that I saw in Baltimore, it was about him and him only. You know what I'm saying? And, and it, I, it, it doesn't seem to be that in New York this year, so it's kind of cool. We see two managerial changes, one in Anaheim, one in Philadelphia. The one in Philadelphia has had an immediate impact. The Phillies have won six in a row. Real quick, what's your experience been like with Joe Girardi in the past? Is he mm-hmm. a guy that guys like playing for, or is it a scenario yeah. where just a voice in the room had to be different? And we saw the non-impact so far with uh, the California State Fullerton Titan in uh, Phil <laughs> Nevin so far. I faced him, by the way. You strike him out. Was, I, I, listen, I meant to Google it when we were when I was back there because I heard you talking about it. I think I got him. Of I, course, I, I think I got him. <laughs> There's no way. I'm always I, in the strike zone. There's no way having Nevin hit it. I do really well that day in in, uh, in San Diego. Speaking of, um, what was the first part of that question? You got me the change in Philadelphia with Girardi and his. So I thought about this after the fact. Um, I thought Girardi was going to be a great fit. He he went there because they were going to let him manage, yeah. and I liked the guy a lot. Like he did things internally that kept us like into the game today and tomorrow he didn't we didn't miss games because he, he threw something late on us or anything like it was it was great and then i started to think about it because i was saying this before like what like you got to play these young guys like bryson scott's got to play stop putting him ninth and playing him every four days like he's got to play these young guys got to play you got to mix him in schwarber and hoskins are getting it done throw him out put somebody else in like change it up and he wouldn't do it and that and then bryce made that comment the first day right and harper said something about oh our, our young guys finally got to play he was right <laughs> But then I went back to our team in 09 and when we were successful with the Yankees, and I thought about how great I loved Girardi, how great manager was, and I was like, well, there was no young guys. Like, there was, but we were all sitting in the pen or on the bench because our oldest dude was Jerry Harrison. Our oldest dude in the bullpen, our youngest guy in the bullpen was Josh Towers. Like, I was like, so our young guys were actually veterans, and he only, I mean, we had Matsui, we had everybody, like 19 Hall of Famers. So I think he forgot how to manage the young guys and mix them in. All right, when we come back, we're going to ask Josh about today's slate of games, including Steven Strasburg on the mound in Miami. And I'm going to ask him, can a guy like Tony Gonsolin, who only goes five, maybe six innings, win a Cy Young? That's next, Odds On. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet River Sportsbook invites you to add some variety to your baseball bets with some new same game parlays. Every game this baseball season, you can combine game bets and player props to create your perfect combination. Whether you're looking to increase your payouts on your favorites, make your long shots your own, and you can add a little extra spice to your game with same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Go to the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app or betrivers.com and make your baseball game same par- same game parlays today. Welcome back at Odds on Mike Palm here with Amal Shaw and Josh Towers, former Major League Baseball pitcher, hosts at VSIN as well. Now, Josh, I want to ask about two pitchers in the National League Cy Young race, and then we'll get to today's games and your best bets. But I want to start with Tony Gonsolin, who has been, to me, inarguably the Dodgers' best pitcher this year. I mean, forget about Urias and Bueller. They have not been good. He's now 7-0 Gonsolin. He hasn't had a bad start, but can a guy... That's only going to give you five or six innings as a starter. No. Win the Cy Young. No, I mean, no. I, I, listen, he's seventeen and five in his career, by the way, with wow. a two, yeah. four, eight ERA. I mean, he's seven and zero with a one five this year. Yeah. It's amazing. This five and third, five and two yeah. thirds. It's, <laughs> listen, one of us always has to wear it, and apparently it's him right now. He's he's my wear it guy, which I'm not really understanding. Um, fifteen starts, fifteen games last year. Thirteen starts, so. Are they going to let him get 34? That's my other question. Um, has he been built up? He's only had 55 innings, 46, and 48 at 57 this year. So where, do they have an inning count on this kid? Like, those are things that I question. Is he pitching well enough to win it? 100%. There's no question about it. Guys, amazing. Almost as many strikeouts per inning as pitches. That's the one thing we always talk about. They, they like to the strikeouts on the voting and stuff. But I just don't – I mean, I listen, I want to see him go 34 starts and dominate. I just don't think they're going to let him get 200 innings. I got Wheeler. Or 170. I got Wheeler and Musgrove uh, preseason. I added Hader in the National League. I'm fading Burns, by the way, who had the bases loaded here with one out. And he had nobody out. See what happens here against the Phillies mm-hmm. with a one nothing lead in the second. But um, I sat there last Monday looking, how can I lose this Cy Young race? I think I have it surrounded. And I said, Sandy Alcantara is 6-1. to one. I got to jump on this right now. And boy... A great start against the Giants. He goes nine scoreless last night against the Nats. But, Josh, the thing is, in the eighth and ninth inning, he's touching 100, and it looks so effortless with this kid. And that's the other lost thing in the game. Like, as, as there's a lot of us, especially when you're in shape, which Sandy is, there's a lot of us, as the game goes on, we get stronger and stronger and stronger. And he clearly is getting stronger. Like, I'm just getting loose in the first. I'm getting loose in the second. I'm setting you up. I'm trying some stuff. And then next thing you know, I'm locked in and – now I'm just like, hey, here, here, this is coming. I'll just tell you what's coming because that's how good I feel, and that's where he's at. We don't see these guys pitch deep enough. He is. 83 innings, by the way, for him. All right? So let's go to the inning count because that's important. 83. He's leading the league by 10 innings over Nola, your buddy, the National League. Uh, strikeouts are a little bit down, but four home runs on the season, 55 hits, 83 innings. He's 6-2 and two with a one six one. Like, this kid's just amazing. Like, he, again, like you, he's my vote right now. Meanwhile, McClanahan and Miklas both pitching into the eighth here. Both very efficient. 2-1 Tampa Bay uh, over the Cardinals, top of the eighth. Analytics community might be throwing what themselves did, uh, out of the building. What did Bryson stop this year? Sack fly? Yeah. Did I miss it? No, double, the potential double play ball couldn't turn it. Uh, oh, couldn't get out of the glove. want to ask you about another game. I have a play on this game, and maybe we could dovetail this into the playbook as we go on here. Angels have lost 14 in a row. We talked about Madden. Shohei Ooh. takes the mound. Now, people, people don't talk about this. He doesn't pitch every fifth day, you know. He pitches every seventh or eighth day, which screws up your rotation, by the way, as well. He's against Pavetta tonight. Pavetta's been good. Three starts in a row here. The Angels favored at home with Shohei on the mound. Josh, I like Nick Pavetta and the Red Sox here in this spot at a plus number. Your thoughts? It's a good point you brought up. Never thought about that. So in Japan, you pitch once a week. Mm-hmm. Once a week. You pitch every seven days. They all do, mm-hmm. right? So he's used to this. So it's good for Shohei. Yeah. Good for him, and it gives him the opportunity to hit because it's so hard work to do both. Um, 
So for show, he, he should succeed. But for the rest of the team, am I going on six? Am I going on five? Can I go on four, please? What am mm -hmm. I doing? Right? I'm, I'm begging. I hated it. I hated inconsistency. I needed to know when I was pitching, and I needed it. I, stop giving me seven. Don't give me eight. I don't need rain outs. They're the worst thing in the world. Um, it's probably okay for Noah missing two years, but it's hard for anybody else to get in the rhythm. It really is. Like, I, like listen, I want to pitch. Tomorrow I want to get my full body workout. I might run in. I'm sore, and I want my bullpen the next day. I want two days recovery, and let's go again. They're not getting that. With that said, I think the thing that shocks me most about this game is Nick Pavetta. This guy gave up a ton last year, but they just scored a lot more for him. This year he's lights out. I mean, he's pitching as good as anybody, it seems like to me. Um, this is why you went and got Sherry Otani. Mike Trout probably out. I don't know. He's day-to-day. -day. And then Shohei's on the mound. He's got to be pretty pissed off. He shut Boston out, by the way. Seven innings, no runs before. Mm -hmm. He struggles against good teams because, like, we, like the, the Yankees are on TV in Japan, right? Not, not, not the Angels and not other teams. Like, there's, it's how it is. And so you, you want to do well in those huge markets. He struggled versus the Yankees. He struggled versus, I think, Toronto, if I was not mistaken. I think this is where he shows up today. I think we're going to see a Shohei Otani that shows up. But, again, he can't do it all alone. He can do most of it. I want to ask you about a pitcher with tremendous prominence, Garrett Cole. Goes today 5-1. and one. Never heard of him. <laughs> well, you'd probably be better served if Never you hadn't heard, heard of him instead of paying these ridiculous prices <laughs> on him. 210 on the road. Does this guy ever win a meaningful game, Mike? Couldn't beat the fake tough guy Couldn't the wild beat the card fake card tough game. guy, Jake. Yeah, absolutely right. Um, I bet he wins today. Oh, he's going against Bundy. I mean, he's got a great shot. He was awful good tag teaming with Verlander that year in Houston. Though. Yeah, he was. One, he took a lot one, of pressure two. off him. He wasn't one. number one. He was yeah. number two. Makes yeah. a big difference. I tell you, JV, Bro, I, don't think he, I don't think he gets enough credit. He's, he's an all-time great. This guy takes the ball every fifth day. He eats innings for you. Even when he gives up 10 hits, four runs, he, he gives you seven innings. 38 you, times he's taken a no-hitter into that's the seventh amazing. inning. He get, you know in this game in Is Oakland, that, too. In this game, into the seventh, so through wow. six. That's yeah. amazing. This game in Oakland, he had he had a no hitter, six and two thirds, and the ump doesn't call a strike right down the middle. He gets behind in the count. And he has to groove one to Andrews, and then all of a sudden he's down three one. Thank God, at least they got the loss off of him. They came back and won that game in the ninth with that Astros. Those little team. things, right? Like in a in a game where he already gave up a hit or something, like he's not going to groove that right. Pitch. Right, exactly. It's funny how it works. Uh JV's probably like arguably the best in the game. I mean him and Clayton, but they're just so dang good. Um. Dude, another thing I never really thought of. Some people aren't number ones. We really aren't. I don't care how good we are. We're not. And and the Roy Halladay's were. The Pedro Martinez's were. Those Some are people different are, kinds of cats. are complimentary players. And Garrett Cole, the pressure <laughs> playing in New York, always wanting to be a Yankee, a huge thing. Like, he's human as well. The cool thing about him is he's kind of calmed down from last year, and he's back to being the Garrett Cole we kind of expect. And this Yankee team, the other pitchers, Tyone, Cortez, all these guys, Severino, they've taken the pressure off him a little bit. Um, the cameras are no longer in his face. They're in Rizzo's face, and that guy that plays right field for them. They're in other people's faces, right? So he kind of he kind of is sliding under the radar a little bit, which is a beautiful thing. And you guys just said it with him and JV. JV was the guy more talked about. So it's, it's a great. I, listen, he's in a great spot. And Dylan Bundy, <laughs> he had a good start, buddy, but it's over. I want to ask you real quickly? Giants play today. Nine high flush. Logan Webb going. Uh, this is, is it at home? Yeah, he's at home against Austin Gomber. My point is, I, I just think Logan Webb is not quite as good maybe as people thought he was, and we're starting to see a little bit of regression from him. Where are you seeing it at? Well, <laughs> look at his numbers. I mean, this guy. <laughs> that was a great line, by Bro, the way. Bro, he's given up four runs in a game once. He's given up three, three times, and yeah, that's it. Two, one, and okay, zero. He, he had a good outing against Philadelphia. Four, I, twice, I sorry. You, but, but, I mean, to me, this is a guy, St. Louis, gives up five innings, Four runs, 11 hits against the Washington Nationals. The Washington Nationals can't get 11 hits anymore off a of tee. On a series. In a series. <laughs> can't score a run. They can't score a run in nine innings in Miami. They might not get 11 hits in this series yeah. in Miami. We'll see what they can do today. Only scored because the runner started on second yes. base. Yeah, they That's throw right. hard over there. I hate that ghost runner, so do by I. the way. I hate it. It's another good Rob Manfred rule. Hey, I want to go quick here. He's pitching at home. Do you have a play today, Mark? I do not. Okay, I have. I mentioned it. I got plus 103 on Pavetta. And the Boston tonight, and then under in the first period in the hockey game, uh, one and a half, uh, lay the 140. And I took Cole on the run line tonight just because it's Dylan Bundy. I, I like your play on the Rangers under. I think it's going to be a tight, tough game. I think we get to the five, maybe over that, yeah. but I think it's going to be a lower scoring first period. Yankees bounce back after uh, I do after last night. last night. Nestor, yeah. Uh, if you're Charlie Montoya, okay, and you've played for Toronto, mm -hmm. if you're Charlie Montoya and you have to hand the ball, to one guy in a winner-take-all game right now. Right now. Are you handing it to Alec Manoa? I'm glad you just asked me that because I just got a text to ask me to go on and talk about the Jays in Toronto on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, 
You got Gaussman, you got Ryu, you got Manoa Berrios. There's your starters. Well, it's not Berrios right now. No, that's <laughs> no, the last guy. He's yeah, fourth in it's, line. It's not, it's not Yusei right now. He's he's little well, Kikuchi, 45 pitches, couldn't get out of the first. Ah, against the Kansas on, City dude. team, they got shut out three out of four games. Easy, easy over yesterday. Yeah. God darn yeah, it. You that breaks it. my heart. Um, <laughs> is is, uh, is Hinjun Ryu midseason form, or is he just coming back? Um, right. I, I don't know. I still it's think Manoa. it's Manoa. It's Manoa right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Gosman's close. Don't get me wrong, but just trying to think what he did in the postseason last year. Um Manoa, I, I didn't expect this good of a year this 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 year. I didn't expect this, and and he's proven me that he might be legit. Simeon Woods Richardson, who was with them last year, is with the Twins now for Barrios trade. Yeah. It raves about this kid, loves him. Well, the Jeff Erickson, the co-founder of Rotowire, comes on our program every Monday. Mm-hmm. Said before the season when we asked him about future tickets, he said, "Take Manoa at hundred to one for AL Cy Young. Ooh. He's going to have a shot this year." And so wow. far, another guy that hasn't lost a game. Who's your front runner in the AL, real quick? Cortez uh, got rocked. No, it's Ver- Verlander to Verlander. me. Verlander. It's okay. Verlander's to win. If he has a just a good rest of the season, you got to give it to JV what he's doing at this age right now. God, there's so many guys. Yeah. I mean, McClanahan just did this again. Thanks to Josh Towers for the last 30 minutes. Stay tuned. It's Betting Across America next. Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.